Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Compatibility. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. The first look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ooh, what a bittersweet day. The final edition of the Opening Lines, at least for this football season. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans alongside for the next two hours. And what a two hours it will be. Mitch Moss, host of Follow the Money. Randy McKay, professional handicapper. Doug Kazarian, ESPN fame and fortune host of Daily Wager. And Dave Tooley, VEASAN senior reporter. All four gentlemen with us today as we break down everything about Super Bowl 56. Specifically, the proposition bets, of which there are a numerous amounts, Matt Humans. Hundreds and hundreds. Uh, you could say thousands, probably uh, over a thousand Super Bowl prop bets. Wow. Blockbuster lineup tonight with uh, Mitch Moss, Randy McKay, Doug Kazarian, and Dave Tooley, as you mentioned. And uh, we're going to break down as many Super Bowl props as we can in the next two hours. Did you watch the Pro Bowl today? Uh, I watched less than a second of it. In fact, I consumed so little Pro Bowl coverage, I feel like, you know, they actually owe me seconds back. I didn't really Yeah, I, I watched about five minutes of the Pro Bowl. Seen a lot of complaining about it. It was basically a two-hand touch game today. You know what you're getting into at this point, don't you? If you're watching it. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to watch it. That's why people were complaining about it. There are other things on TV. There was a great tournament today at Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. Plenty of good college hoops and NBA action. Uh, but the uh, Pro Bowl, I think, was a big disappointment for a lot of people. And that's turned into a, a, a touch football game. And it was here in Las Vegas. The final score today, 41-35, to 35, the AFC over the NFC. And uh, six interceptions were thrown in the first half of the game today. Uh, no punches, Will there be though. an interception thrown by each quarterback in the Super Bowl? <laughs> that and then uh, many other props we'll talk about in the next two hours. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, I figured we should open up with just the general look at Super Bowl 56, just to give you the update, because, of course, you're all wondering what's going on out there, if you're just joining the program or if you just tuned into VEASAN for the first time today. So uh, the dominant number, for the most part, we'll call it you. It's 4.5 for the total of 48.5, but... Uh, those fours are starting to reappear now on the board as it's been you know, reported multiple spots. Uh, the four and a halfs, at least by public better, seem to be the very popular side, at least early on. Again, a majority of this handle, let's say, what, 60 to 70% by the time we get to next Thursday, will start to roll in uh, for Super Bowl 56. But right now, we're still sitting in that four and a half range. But again, the fours are starting to appear at a couple of other shops, but as I guess you'd call the sharp shops. Still sitting at four and a half with a total of 48 and a half at this point. Yeah, and Circa Sports is uh, one of those, four and a half minus 200 on the money line. I, like I said last week, you're not going to see these numbers change much until Thursday, Friday, maybe even Saturday yep. uh, this weekend because you've got, uh, like, like you said, around 80% of the uh, Super Bowl betting action is going to show up from uh, Friday, Saturday, up through kickoff next weekend. Believe it or not, that is when 80% of the action shows up. So 
uh, that when the public rolls into town and bets this game, you're going to start to see some of these numbers move, and you're going to st- start to see a lot of the prop bets, uh, the yeses and the overs, get bet by the public. Yep. And to reiterate as well, the five biggest bets we've seen up to this point, uh, one of them $4.5 million bet on the Bengals' money line at plus 170. That would be by Mattress Mackett, again, uh, hedging against one of his promotions uh, out at his mattress store. The others, 522000 on the Rams minus four, 250000 on the Rams' money line minus 200, another 180 k on the Rams minus 180, and then 110000 on the Bengals plus four and a half. Those are the five biggest reported wagers up to this point. Ben Fox, uh, our own senior reporter, editor? I don't know his title. Uh, but he's kept, us, uh, he's kept us abreast on all of this. You can follow him on Twitter. You can get up to date on all the big ones. I think you call him VP of digital content. Also, I mean, just a wicked sharp tongue there, huh? On Twitter, just lashing people left and right with his insults. It's ridiculous. Check out vcin.com. Plenty of great content up there. And a lot more to come this week uh, for the Super Bowl props and uh, game predictions. Well, with that, let's dive into some of these props. So I'll ask you where you want to begin because I figured you could start basic. We have a lot of player props up at a lot of shops. That's what I was kind of sifting through a lot uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, There's a wide variance of props, obviously, out there. You go from the basic, uh, which I have right here, the the massive list of basic player props, to -to head-to-head props, then you get to game props, then you get to the cross-board props. But I'll let you take the wheel. Where, Where have you started with your propositions? And actually... Where do you think this game is heading? Because that's the starting point, right? You handicap the game where you expect it to go, and then you start to handicap those props from there. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the game to be played somewhere in the low to mid-20s, and I think the uh, the Rams win by three. That's going to be my prediction, kind of a, a bailout hedge prediction where uh, I like the Bengals plus four and a half in the game, but not a lot. I, I, I think the Rams figure out a way to win this game by a field goal. I've said it. Uh, before, if you think about the last six playoff games, all six of them should have been decided by a field goal. And uh, one, five of them were decided by exactly three points, and the other one decided by six in overtime. I think you're going to have the same type of game here between the uh, Bengals and the Rams on Sunday. And uh, I look at, you know, it's, this is not one of the sharpest props you're going to bet, but like I've, I've said many times too, you can have fun betting Super Bowl props. You don't have to act like a bloodthirsty professional <laughs> all the time where you're getting the the best of the number on every prop. Setting up middles every, all over the place. Yeah, right? Setting up all sorts of middles and getting the uh, edge on every number. Sometimes you can bet props for entertainment. Will the game be decided by exactly three points? With the Lions sitting at uh, four, a better chance that something like that's going to happen this season. Uh, you get four to one odds on the yes, plus 400 if you play something like that. I think you're going to have... Uh, a couple of long field goal attempts in this game, including a, a long made field goal in this game, probably by Evan McPherson of the Bengals. I took over 46 and a half for the longest made field goal of the game. But so, you know, it's a game played indoors, perfect conditions, obviously. And that's uh, tailored for uh, long field goal attempts. And um, over was plus 105 at the South Point. A lot of times I look for plus money props. I don't want to lay a price on too many things. Will there be a two-point conversion attempt? You talked about this last week. You can bet, will there be a two-point conversion attempt at even money, or will there be a successful two-point conversion at about plus 250? Uh, Which would you rather bet? You know, those are some of the, I think, general props I looked at. Also, some Joe Burrow numbers, um, pass attempts by Burrow, 36.5, incompletions by Burrow, 11.5. Uh, rushing yards by Burrow, 11 and a half. Uh, rushing attempts by Burrow, over two and a half. I'm looking at uh, overs for a lot, of, a lot of Joe Burrow props. And, you know, Joe Burrow to score a touchdown, five to one odds, plus 500 if you want to uh, take a shot on something like that. But 
You know, those are numbers, too. I think that when the public starts to hammer these props, they're going to bet a lot of yeses and overs, especially on players like Joe Burrow. Yeah, and so and this is where, you know, like you said, props are fun, but it also behooves you to shop around and look for some of the best numbers, <laughs> right? Because if you're going to get involved, you might as well look uh, to see to set yourself up for the most success. Joe Burrow is a great example of this, right? So you mentioned uh, passing yards, for example, for Joe Burrow. Well, the high out there is 280 and a half in terms of passing yards for Joe Burrow. You find that at the Westgate Superbook, uh, but the lowest is 275 and a half. That's a points bet. That's a circa. That's a DraftKings. It's three different shops. So again, you know, you don't want to be overly sharp, like you said, like setting up over the you know, middles, all that. No, but I think you do want to find the best number. And it, it look this morning and yesterday to, for me, and that's what the notebook is, is just going through as many shops as I could, finding the highs and the lows, where they're at, the numbers are, because at the end of the day, you want to set yourself up for success. So like for me personally, I'm actually looking to play some Stafford passing yards over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you look at the way the Rams have played offensively this season, specifically under Stafford, they have been in a very effective passing attack. Stafford quietly has been an aggressive quarterback in terms of what he's doing downfield, tied for sixth in terms of uh, average depth of target downfield. And the uh, average depth of target on a passing attempt for Stafford's nearly nine yards downfield this year. Yep. Pretty aggressive, uh-huh. right? And Stafford's going to be looking to, I think, challenge a Bengals secondary. So for me, you know, looking around, there's a highest number out there, 285 and a half on uh, Matthew Stafford. There's also lows of like 278 and a half if you go out there and look for him in terms of passing yards. Where do you find the 278? Uh, let's see, 278 over at Stations. So, I, again, so for me, it, it, it's when we're talking about these props, it's going to be fun to break them down and bet on them. But I think at the end of the day, it always behooves you, especially when you're in markets like here we have a few markets. Colorado, if you're out in Colorado and you're watching, you're listening. Uh, that's a really good market to be in because that's like a war zone. There's so many different uh, markets for you and operators for you to choose from. So that's where I'm kind of at when it comes to some of the at least initial player props is playing some of these Stafford numbers over because when you're looking at some of these numbers in terms of what this offense can do, and especially against the defense, right, that's the other part of this, he fits so perfectly into some of the issues the Bengals have had in their secondary. I think a lot of people are going to get like all gung-ho about what they did in the second half to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. But I think when you look at some of the weaknesses of Cincinnati, it sets up for Stafford to have a pretty big game passing yards-wise, you know? I think both quarterbacks should have a big game uh, yeah. in terms of passing yards. And uh, I expect to see a lot of passing in the Super Bowl. Uh, as far as those props that you uh, you sorted through and found the, the highs and the lows and the best prices at all the books, I think that, that's a great thing to do. I've gone through props here. I've got a book from uh, the Westgate yep. Superbook. It's a. This is a really thick uh, prop book that the Superbook puts I'm, out. I'm a, I'm a millennial, so I've got an Excel sheet of it. <laughs> well, I've got that too, but I, I prefer to have sometimes. You got to uh, write on I, it and flip through it. Yeah. yeah, old people like to have the newspaper that they can read, and they don't just read it on their phone. I've got the prop books from Station Casinos, uh, the Westgate. I've uh, gone through Circa on the phone app. Yep. I've gone through uh, the South Point, and uh, by the way, can we also just... DraftKings online, but. So far, I've gone through uh, five books. Like you said, you got a prop shop and look for the best prices on these before, uh, before you fire something. Can I just note this? Uh, uh-huh. Because especially because now there's so many operators that are available and so many different apps to sort through and go through. Mm-hmm. Some of you operators out there, and I won't name names, you got you got to get with the organization of some of these props. Some of this is just a nightmare when you're going through the apps and it's just a giant mm-hmm. list. Not in alphabetical order, not sorted by position, anything like that. And you're just kind of you're like, all right, let me see if I can find this. You got to go through one at a time. Others are organized beautifully, right? Circa's app is organized beautifully. Quarterback props, wide receiver props. It's kind of a nightmare sifting through some of these apps sometimes. I'm just going to put that out there. I know it's not a massive point, but it's a point to make made nonetheless. Well, speaking of Colorado, Randy McKay is in Colorado. He's going to be one of our guests in the, uh, the first hour tonight. Mitch Moss has got a plethora oh, yeah. of plot plays. 
Mitch sent me his email of uh, what he's bet, and uh, he's got some serious plays and some fun props as well. Mitch is going to be up with us here in about five minutes, and uh, Randy McKay right after that. Uh, so the first hour tonight, you can get a, hear a lot of sharp opinions on uh, some Super Bowl props from Mitch and Randy. Yeah, and there's some head-to-head props too that I can't wait to get into later. You know, I can't, I can't help but keep looking at Odell Beckham Jr. numbers, and especially when he's matched up with some of these guys, he's catching 19 and a half in a receiver matchup that I think is uh, pretty intriguing. So we'll have we'll have more on that. We'll have more on the crossboard props. We'll have more on the game props. Uh, this is what this is all about here on the final edition of the opening lines for the 2021 NFL season. On the other side, Mitch Moss of Follow the Money will be with us. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, welcome back in. It's the Opening Lines here at VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Last episode of the season. Let's welcome in Mitch Moss, host of Follow the Money here on VSN. 
And uh, he'll be in this studio in just a few hours for their Monday morning show with him and Paul Howard. But Mitch, it's nice to give us some time here late at night on a Sunday. So uh, let's dive right in and not waste your time because you got a lot to go over here. And let's start with your favorite prop. Opening kickoff, not to be a touchback. Looks like you got some plus prices uh, on the not to be a touchback. And for this kick to be returned, walk us through this. And you were talking about some numbers you found. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, this is uh, the biggest position I have so far in the Super Bowl. I bet it uh, three or four times. I think I might add some more. Uh, but first of all, realize like how this number has changed. I mean, going back to last year, this prop opened up at plus 230 or higher. The best number that I saw on it this year was plus 180, but that evaporated quickly. I got plus 160 and plus 145. It, that's still available where you guys are at right now. It's down as low as plus 130. But I found a piece on this going back now over the last almost 30 years today from somebody named uh, C. Jackson Cowart, and it's an unbelievable breakdown um, when you consider that, okay, so roughly 60% of the Rams and Bengals kickoffs this year resulted in touchbacks. If you go back to last year, Bucker, opening kickoff for the Chiefs, recorded touchbacks on 72 of his 95 kickoffs. That rate was 76%. It was not a touchback. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, it was not a touchback last year. The Buccaneers returned the kick. He went back and looked since 1994. 26 out of 28 Super Bowls since 1994 have not had a touchback on the opening kickoff. 93%. I had no clue it was that high. And this is like throughout the entire history of the NFL changing their. Remember, there was a stretch there that they went from the 35 yard line to the 30 yard line, back to the 35 yard line for kickoffs. But the key to this whole thing is the K-ball that they bring in. And mm-hmm. Pat McAfee has talked about this over the years where he, he called it basically you're kicking a brick because the kickers don't have time to break in the ball whatsoever. They bring the ball out. It's super hard, evidently, according to Pat. Uh, they place it down. You get one kick. You have no time to break it in, and it goes right to the Hall of Fame. Um, his boot back in 2010 was one of 49 opening kickoffs that were returned in the 55-year history of the Super Bowl at that time, um, only two kickers, Justin Tucker and Matt Bosher in 2017, Tucker was 2013, have actually managed a touchback since 2011 in the rule changes. So, I mean, this is just, it's unbelievable how often it actually comes out more than I think people realize. Yeah, no question about it. Those are great numbers. And uh, the theory makes sense uh, based on what Pat McAfee talked about. Okay. You're also going to bet no first quarter touchdown at plus 250. And uh, I've got some numbers I'm going to talk about in Tom Brady's Super Bowl history. Obviously, he's not in this game. But uh, talk about why you like the plus price on no first quarter touchdown. Okay, well, the Bengals are one of the slowest teams in terms of pace throughout the entire NFL. If you go and look at their metrics and snaps per play in almost any situation, they rank at or near the very bottom. They're one of the slowest teams. The Rams are a little bit quicker, obviously. They're uh, middle of the pack or a little bit towards the top in some situations. But the Rams' defense has actually been awesome. And you look at their last seven opening drives on defense, nobody has scored on this team since week 14 in Arizona. It's been like punt, 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 punt across the board. Uh, so I think it's going to be I also like, like no score in the first six minutes, but I think this also correlates mm-hmm. to where we're going to have like this feeling out process. And you mentioned Brady, like it was all the time with him. And if you go back and, and again, like a, a lot of Super Bowls with or without Brady over recent years, even with like, the, you know, the passing rules where you can have and the high totals hasn't really mattered. We've had a lot of, you know, scoreless first quarters or. Uh, games in which, you know, stayed under 10 points, which is the total for the first quarter in this game. So, and not a lot of touchdowns being scored. And I kind of like that angle where it comes out and they 
you know, it's like a boxing match where the first couple of rounds, they're just, you know, tiptoeing around a little bit and jabbing maybe a little bit here and there before they, you know, let some haymakers fly. Yeah, I teased it. So I'll go ahead and mention it now, Mitch, because we got two first-time quarterbacks in the Super Bowl with Matt Stafford mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Burrow. In 17 career first-quarter drives in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady had 11 punts, two interceptions, two missed field goals, a safety, and one field goal. <laughs> Scored. Wow. How many touchdowns did you hear me say? Zero. 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 Hard to sell. I like that bet as well. I think you're onto something there. All right, let's talk about another prop. You have Cam Akers under 64 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, uh, there's. I don't know. It's really this one. I'm a little conflicted on, but I also thought the number was a little bit high because I think it opened like at 58 and a half. Some spots then quickly went mm-hmm. over. Um, I, maybe I'm. Maybe McVay is going to keep pounding him, but again, like he, the the dude just tore his Achilles like back in August, and it feels to me mm-hmm. like McVay is just really forcing this this guy back, and he hasn't been effective. He's not running the ball well. He's not averaging like uh, yards at a great clip. The Buccaneers game, I was just I was baffled at what McVay was doing. Twenty four carries, forty nine yards, two fumbles, and like against the Forty ers got hurt, didn't matter, kept plugging away with this guy. But again, he had like yards that were in the 40s. I just think it's a high number overall. I think this is going to be more of a Matthew Stafford game throwing the ball around. Yep, and you look at some of the numbers for the Bengals too, 32nd in air yards allowed, 25th in yards after catch allowed. So uh, this is a pretty Mm -hmm. poor secondary you can get after. All right, let's go through. uh, Let's talk about these quarterbacks then. Joe Burrow's first pass incomplete or intercepted, yes, 2-1. to And Stafford's first pass complete or intercepted, yes, 2-15. My initial thought would be first pass attempt would be something safe to kind of, you know, get a vibe going, right? See the ball go through the hoop. But what are you playing here for, for what reason? Well, first of all, shop around. I think uh, these were by far and away the best numbers that I could find at a spot here in Las Vegas. But this goes back, and uh, Matt, you certainly know Andy Isco, who's been in Las Vegas for a long time. And this is something that we just picked up from him many, many years ago, where he was doing this 10, 15, 20 years ago, where he was betting um, the incomplete pass or interception on both quarterbacks at a nice plus price every single Super Bowl. And a lot of times... Uh, you know, if you if both guys would have an incomplete pass, but if you just get one quarterback to have an incomplete pass or an interception, which happens a lot in the Super Bowl, then you're going to be making money. So that's why I bet both of these guys, and it just it goes back many many years where this has been a good bet over time. And uh, if you've been doing this, you know, over decades, you're certainly up a lot of money. And I, I'm I'm going to go to war with it again this year at those numbers. Yeah, and I think some of these seem to be pretty correlated, right? Like you're talking about uh, the low scoring or no first quarter touchdown. What'll happen first for Cincinnati? Score a point, you win punt, right? I did. Yeah, that was minus 145. But that also correlates to what I was saying earlier. With, yep. You know, part, I think it all ties in together here where I expect kind of a low scoring first quarter before things maybe open up a little bit in the second quarter. But that Rams defense on the first drive uh, with the opponent's offense on the field, they have been outstanding since week 14. And so I, I think that's going to continue here in this game. All right. So now these are ones, this is actually what I was looking at here, this prop. Uh, player to record the first sack. Uh, you went with Von Miller uh, on the uh, Rams side, Trey Hendrickson on the uh, Bengals side, because my thing is uh, Aaron Donald's going to get a lot of attention. He's more of a pressure guy, not so much of a sack guy. I actually wanted to look anywhere else but the top of the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I actually looked. Uh, I wanted to look a little bit down the board even more besides this, you know, maybe look at a Leonard Floyd or somebody else. Yep. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, Hendrickson was on that unbelievable stretch earlier this year. And by the way, I must, you know, uh, uh, totally up front here. These are not big bets. The, the, these, the following two bets are just kind of like, you know, entertainment bets I have um, to, to kind of, you know, just ha- have stuff going on in a, on a lot of different plays. 
but Von Miller, I think, is going to, you know, he's done this before, the Super Bowl MVP. You know, that was many years ago, but playing on this defensive line, I think that he's going to, he could be in store for a really big game and be, you know, be in Burrow's face for a majority of this contest. And the same thing with Henderson. I mean, he was incredible throughout the entire year for the Bengals where he recorded like a half a sack or a sack for, what was it, like 9, 10, 11 straight games, I believe it was. So at those two numbers, if uh, one of those guys pop in there, then, you know, it'll be, it'll be pretty decent. All right, Mitch has got a player to record the first sack. Von Miller plus five fifty. Trey Hendrickson five to one. And you also bet the Bengals at plus one ten more time of possession. We got your uh, best bets for props up here on the graphic. You're going to be in with uh, Paulie Howard this week on Follow the Money. How many handwritten pages of props will Paul Howard show up with this week? Oh my God! Probably a full like <laughs> booklet, like a loose leaf folder filled with like notes that are ripped out of. Ma- I don't know. It, it, the guy, the guy's a complete lunatic. There's no question he's a serial killer, no doubt. Hey, uh, let's finish it up with uh, you. Bet some circa props. You said uh, mostly for fun. Give us a rundown on those here in about the final one fifteen. Yeah, well, this kind of ties into like I went with the zero zero first quarter square. Uh, and again, I went back and looked at every single first quarter in the history of the Super Bowl, and it happens quite often where it lands zero zero. So that was plus four twenty five. And look, as long as they, as long as the fellas like Chris Bennett and company there at Circa got so creative with the props, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I have to have a little bit of action on some of these just to do it. Um, the any player like to get the uh, to score eight points on one drive, which would be a touchdown followed by a two point conversion. They're offering fifteen to one. Why not feel a little bit on that? But also like this is so this is the first time I've ever seen this one before. Um, any player fumble at the opponent's end zone and will it result in a touchback? The yes is 25 to one. I thought to myself, you know what? If something crazy happens in the Super Bowl and that bet is offered again, I'm not going crazy here with the number of dollars I threw in this bet and I don't have anything on it. I'm not going to be able to live with myself. So I took that up to a 25 to one as well. Leon let prop. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. You can follow him on Twitter at Mitch Moss Radio. And, of course, uh, listen uh, in the morning to follow the money. Andrew Whitworth, first, uh, first touchdown, too, 1,001. I hope that cashes for you, bud. Thanks for the time. <laughs> All right, Bill. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You got it. Again, Mitch Moss, follow the money. If uh, you missed his best prop plays, we will recap those in the uh, last segment of this hour. He's yep. got uh, a long list of uh, prop bets for Mitch Moss. Uh, well, Randy McKay's got a couple as well. So let's get his thoughts uh, specifically I'm one of the running backs in this matchup and whether or not he's going to surpass his rushing total of 63 and a half. This is Opening Lines with Charles Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, thank you, Brent Musburger. Do you have any questions? About betting the Super Bowl. Are you wondering how to hedge? Maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights from one of our hosts. The VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash Super Bowl. It could be answered by our experts on air or on vsin.com. vsin.com slash Super Bowl. JVT, I want to clarify what I was saying about Tom Brady and his first nine Super Bowls with the Patriots. Never a touchdown pass in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did throw one last year for the Buccaneers with 37 seconds left in the first quarter. That was his uh, first touchdown in a Super Bowl in the first quarter uh, last year for the Buccaneers. 37 seconds to go, a pass to Rob Gronkowski. All right, 
Let's bring on a guy who looks like Rob Gronkowski, big mm-hmm. man from North Dakota. Some say the sharpest gambler ever to come out of the state of North Dakota, but right now he's in Colorado, JVT. Some, some, some just say Rob because I think it's Rob Gronkowski. Randy McKay is with us. Nice enough to give us some time. All right, Randy, uh, let's talk about this game overall first before we get to some of the props and your angles here. But uh, Bengals catching four and a half, totals at 48 and a half. Uh, how do you see this playing out from a side end or total perspective, sir? Well, I'm kind of looking at the uh, Bengals side here. Um, course i i locked in a little four and a half but not much um the Bengals have been uh road warriors um they really only have one road loss and that was to the jets of course i knocked out two of my survivor entries that week but uh that's for another story uh, their defense i think is a little underrated that came on really well under the coordinator lou and or however you say his last name the italian dude and uh <laughs> And uh, I think they got a really good front uh, front as well. Like uh, Hubbard's a really good player, reader, and then they've signed that tr- uh, Hendrickson as a free agent. And uh, I don't think they're getting that much love where the Rams, of course, have a great front four. I think this game plays slow, starts off slow. I would look at, uh, I already bet, uh, right before I got on with you guys, I actually found some uh, rogue uh, under 24s. You got to pay a little juice, but uh, that's good first half under. And that's how I'm kind of looking at the game. I'm going to wait on the on the total for the side. I'm going to wait, probably get a 49, because I think the public will probably come in on the over like they usually do. Um, when I break down uh, Super Bowls, I look at the teams. And like I said, the Cincinnati really only had one road lo- uh, loss, and it was a close game. Uh, the Rams, pretty good home team, 7-3. and three, So uh, I see this being a close game, just like all the rest of the playoff games have been, really good games. And uh, I'm going to go from there, and uh, that's kind of uh, handicap the props as well. Yeah, after the uh, first wild card weekend, all the games have been tightened down to the wire. Randy McKay with us. Follow him on Twitter at RR39. And uh, Randy, uh, you know, I, over the years, I hear a lot of guys talk about, and I, I tend to do this too, not – always because if you're wrong about the way you script the game you could be wrong on a lot of props but how do you approach it then uh you said you think it's going to start out slow it's going to stay slow you're probably looking about unders on a lot of things uh do you always bet the props kind of uh following the the script you think the the game is going to play out i usually do and uh i try to get the best number on the prop i bet and i i don't very seldom play back now, there's some opportunities maybe to do that, uh, you know, up here in uh, Colorado and in the rest of the states, you know, uh, us gamblers and sports bettors are kind of like gold miners. We go where the gold is and with big nuggets, uh-huh. you know, and and uh, so that's that's one of the reasons I'm in Colorado. I had a, a pretty successful football season. Unfortunately, this is the last game of the year and I got to wait till next August. But uh, yeah, I, I usually don't play back on the props and, uh, I look to uh, play a game script or, uh, of course, if I find some off numbers, I'll bet those as well. All right, well, let's look at some of the props that you got. We'll start uh, with the Joe Mixon running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Rushing yards, uh, there's a variety out there from 62.5 to as high as 65.5 in the markets, Randy. Uh, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I actually bet this early, and I, I didn't get the best numbers, so I'll probably take some more, That's especially at 65. Um I don't think he's going to have that much success. I think they're going to have more success uh, with the short passes. Um, I don't think 
uh, you know, they're probably going to have to use Pirine a lot more on third down. And uh, if you're looking at over, maybe look at some some Pirine uh, leans there. And also looking at his uh, his longest rush I seen today was at 14 and a half. And I'm going to scout around a little bit more for that. And uh, see, and I'll probably bet that is under as well. So I, that's how I'm looking at Mixon as far as uh, that prop for Cincinnati. Yeah, 14 and a half was at least the highest I was looking around and, and uh, found for Mixon in terms of longest rush as well. Uh, let's stay Bengals-centric then. Longest field goal, Bengals minus 120 on your card. Evan McPherson has been a pretty solid kicker for him. Yeah, and uh, the the coach, uh, Zach Taylor, has a lot of confidence in McPherson. You can just tell uh, he plays for a lot of field goals sometimes when he uh, probably should uh, pass the ball a little longer, and then Burrow kind of knows that. Uh, Joe Cool uh, with his Cartier sunglasses and his fur coat uh, has been doing pretty well. And uh, rumor has it he was actually uh, went to grade school in uh, North Dakota. So I'm kind of a big fan of Joe Burrow so far. But uh, getting back to that, yeah, and Matt Gay, you know, he had a good season, but you can, I don't know if he has a leg issue or what, but he's short on a 47 yarder against Tampa Bay. And uh, they tried another long one, I think it was against the 49ers. And he was way off, so his confidence for a long field goal isn't there, and I definitely think that's a a pretty good winner for Cincinnati. And usually most years I look at under the longest field goal, like 47 and a half, 48 yards. This year I'm not going to look at that one. I I definitely think one gets uh, hit, and especially by McPherson from that uh, yardage. Really quickly, humans, on that note for the kickers, uh, especially when it comes to gains and missed kicks, uh, will there be a missed field goal slash extra point? You can get the yes in the range of plus 110, plus 120, so something worth looking at there because that was something I was looking at too in terms of an angle. Randy's got the longest uh, field goal, Bengals at minus 120, and I think that one makes a lot of sense too uh, on Evan McPherson. By the way, Joe Burrow was born in Ames, Iowa. His family moved to Fargo, North Dakota uh, when he was very young. So Randy is correct. Child abuse? That was terrible. (laughs) <laughs> you, do have, you, do have a, you do have a North Dakota connection with uh, Joe Burrow. All right, well, let's talk about some of the other props you're looking at. Randy McKay's always uh, scouting around. I say prop shopping. You're uh, almost always getting the best of the number. What are you looking at next, Randy? What are going to be some of the uh, prop plays you look at uh, here in the next uh, five or six days? Uh, one is um, largest lead of the game. 14 and a half and I've taken this in other years and had pretty good success in it. And uh, I definitely don't see this game getting over the two touchdown mark here. Um, like I said, I, as far as Rams ticket holders, I would not want a ticket holder on uh, Stafford. I think he might get nervous and uh, Cincinnati has been a ball hawking team and uh, Burrow keeps, a, you know, he'll keep the Cincinnati team in the game along with their defense. Their defense makes good adjustments at halftime. That should be uh, noted as well. And uh, their coaching staff. And these two coaches know each other real well. I, I don't know if we, a lot of your listeners know that. Taylor used to work for the uh, Rams under McVay. And, uh, you know, they know each other's secrets. And uh, I definitely think under 14 and a half of largest lead is also another one. That should be good. All right, Randy McKay with us, professional gambler. Uh, Randy, do you uh, do you fool around with any of the, um, I guess, most popular props? And uh, do you bet any of the the first player to sc- uh, player to score the first touchdown? Any of that stuff? Do you do you work to try to set up middles? 
maybe on a Stafford or a Burrow prop on passing yards? Do you how, how much of that stuff do you get involved in on this game? Well, I yeah, I try to you know, especially up here this week, I'm going to have most of my portfolio done you know within the next seven days. You know, I just started you know the the Westgate up here is the same as the Westgate there, and uh, they just put out their prop sheet, and I've been looking around, and a lot of these books have just been adding to their portfolios. Yeah, I, I get involved with some of them fun props, you know, especially if I, you know, if I think they might go to a guy if uh, if he's high odds. I haven't I haven't really had a chance to look at that yet, but uh, yeah, I have a little fun with the Super Bowl, and you know, I had a couple of years ago I had Tyrone Matthew to score the first touchdown, and that would have been a big payoff, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you? Uh, I want to throw this at you here in the last forty seconds. Instead of betting the Bengals on the money line, would you bet Joe Burrow up five to two plus two fifty to be Super Bowl MVP? Is that is that a good way to look at it? Instead of betting the Bengals on the money line, I definitely think that that is a better value bet than betting on the Bengals on the money line. And in fact, usually that uh, the money line goes down. So uh, yeah, plus two fifty would be a pretty good price on Joe Burrow. And uh, shop around; you might even get better than that. Uh, best I've seen was two thirty. So uh, wherever you've seen that match is uh, is a pretty good bet, I think. Yeah, two fifty right now at Circa and the yep. Westgate Superbook. Yep, and Randy McKay, okay. nice enough to give us some time. RR thirty nine up on Twitter. Randy, good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys, and uh, congratulations to Tom Hoagie Betters and uh, great, great man from North Dakota. That's right. <laughs> Always been. Another North Dakota connection. We had a bunch of guys had a winner on uh, Tom Hoagie in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am today. It's 60 to 1 odds. Brady, Wes, Indy, Jeff, and I tailed some of those guys. So uh, we, we start the week with a long shot, JVT. Yep. Let's talk. We can talk some long shot props. We can talk a lot more here on Opening Lines. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) dad. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, join our own Stormy Bonantoni on Friday at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maiulo, for fun and an informative look at betting the big game, stories from behind the book, and all the action these legends have seen over the years. Event is free. Everyone over 21, stop by the South Point Friday at 6 p.m., Free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale. That's Paul Howard's favorite beer. He'll be there. Specials on Budweiser. Oh, yeah. Purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books and learn from these bookmaking experts. You know, in uh, December, Aaron Renning and I were at a Buffalo Wild Wings in San Diego, and we're watching a bowl game, and Stormy was the sideline reporter. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy at the table behind us, and she was on the screen. He goes, Stormy Buanon Tony. Who is that? (laughs) She's a star of VSN and he ESPN. Like, did he sound like that? No, no, no. <laughs> the the pronunciation of her last name cracked me up. I can't even begin to try to mimic it. All right, if you missed Mitch Moss at 8.15 tonight, go to vcin.com for the replay of the show. vcin.com slash podcast, yeah. Yeah, we got the podcast up there. Uh, catch the replays on the website, vcin.com. Mitch's uh, top play on props for the Super Bowl, opening kickoff not to be a touchback. He bet plus 160 and plus 145, 26 of the last 28 Super Bowls since 1994. No touchback. Uh, Mitch also had Cam Akers, Rams running back, under 64 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Joe Burrow's first pass, incomplete or intercepted. Same with Matthew Stafford. He's got yes, plus 200 on Burrow. Yes, plus 215 on Stafford. I've got, I like this prop as well. What will happen first for Cincinnati? Score or punt? Punt minus 145. You're seeing punt up to minus 160 at some spots. Uh, I'm going to bet the Rams to uh, punt before a score, yep. and uh, the Rams are minus 110. You get a much cheaper price uh, on the Rams not to score on their first drive. And a uh, player to record the first sack, Mitz has got Von Miller at plus 550, and uh, Trey Hendrickson at plus uh, 500, 5-1 five odds. And uh, Randy McKay also had some Best bets on props in the previous segment. Again, the replay up at vcin.com after tonight's show. Yeah, and to tie into one of the props that Mitch has there, and it's one of the markets that I was really looking at uh, to expand on it a little bit more. So player to record the first sack, right? Uh, um, Aaron Donald, if I get through it, is the favorite, plus 350. I sounded like the Buffalo Wild Wings guy. Aaron Donald, uh, <laughs> plus 350. These are odds courtesy of DraftKings. Uh, Von Miller, 4-1. to one. Trey Hendrickson at 5-1. to one. Leonard Floyd, 6-1. to one. Sam Hubbard, 7-1. to one. Any other L.A. Rams player at 12-1. to one. And the list goes on from there. So the philosophy here is this. Look, Aaron Donald's a, a, an elite defensive player. Uh-huh. Best defensive players in the National Football League. Arguably one of the best players. Whatever. But he's going to be the focus of attention. And he's a big pressure guy. Like, great at pressuring the opposing quarterbacks. Doesn't necessarily translate to sacks. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think Aaron Donald, dominant, sacks, let's go. I'm looking for the guys who are going to get the cleanup sacks because he's going to get a lot of attention. And there's a reason why bringing in a guy like Von Miller was so big. It wasn't because you expected Von Miller to be Von Miller again. 
it was that now instead of Leonard Floyd having most of the uh, onus on his shoulders to get those cleanup sacks, now you have Von Miller as a secondary pass sure. rusher to get those cleanup sacks. So for me, it was either Von Miller or Leonard Floyd putting, you know, I'm going to put a little bit about four to one, six to one on those two guys because I think that's the angle that I want to look at this from. Mm-hmm. It's going to be getting cleanup sacks from guys that are around Aaron Donald as opposed to Aaron Donald himself getting that first sack. I think that makes some sense. Yeah, it does make sense uh, because those were the two guys I would look at first as well, Floyd and Miller. Yep. And uh, you would want to bet them both so you don't guess wrong. Yep. So uh, it, but maybe. But uh, you know, also we talked about Joe Burrow and how many times he's been sacked mm-hmm. in the uh, postseason. Uh, two times against the Raiders in the wild card round, nine times against the Titans in the divisional round, only once against the Chiefs in the uh, AFC championship game. But the key, there was a lot of pressure on Burrow in that AFC championship game. He did a great job of escaping the pressure and getting outside the pocket. Uh, That's going to be a big key to Cincinnati's uh, success offensively or the lack of it in this game, whether Burrow can get away from Floyd and Miller when they're attacking from the outside. Yeah, and, you know, I I do wonder, too, like when you're talking about uh, Matthew Stafford and uh, him getting pressured and what he's going to be facing, uh, if you look at, like, in quarterbacks and the rate at which they were pressured, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Stafford actually was the fourth-least pressured quarterback in the National Football League this year. Tom Brady was first at a dropback. 19.8% of his dropbacks, he was pressured. Ben Roethlisberger, 22.6%. Aaron Rodgers, 26%. And then you get to Stafford, who was at 26.4%. You know, Fields was the worst, obviously. To give you an idea, that's a 42%. And Joe Burrow is down at the bottom of that list, not as far as you would think, but still third of his dropbacks he was pressured on. Mm-hmm. So, like, playing a, a Trey Hendrickson or, or expecting Stafford and kind of going back to my initial premise at the start of the show, which was Stafford to have a pretty big game here. It, it, I, I don't see him getting under pressure quite a bit here by this Bengals front. I think that he's got a sturdy offensive line in front of him that clearly translate through some of the numbers. And it kind of, again, going back to that original game script, now if this goes all haywire, like you said, I'm going to have a lot of stuff that's somewhat tied to one another very vaguely, so it could all, go all uphill. But if we're just talking about quarterback pressure overall, uh, the onus falls on the Bengals to get rid of some of this. And I know that you were looking at was it Burrow or Cincinnati or Burrow sacks over four and a half, or was it total sacks? In total the game? sacks in the game okay. over four and a half. Now, and there's two ways you could bet that. You could bet over four and a half, which I've seen at minus one seventy or minus one eighty, or you can bet over five sacks at about like minus one ten. Yeah. You know which way would you rather play it? Do you want to lay the price? I have not bet that prop yet. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, but uh, I, I think we should talk about the theory. Uh, because the quarterbacks can be so popular to bet yep. in the Super Bowl with the public. You don't think like Randy McKay or um, Mitch Moss at the Rams or the Bengals are going to have a ton of success on the ground, and this is going to become more of a passing-oriented game, and that way it would be right to look overs or yeses on uh, the quarterbacks when you're talking about completions, passing attempts, passing yards, even rushing yards. That's one of the bets that made Joe Burrow over 11.5 rushing yards. Well, and I think I like that a lot mainly because, and this is just, you know, you could just think about this, off the top of your head, but it just makes a lot of sense. Look, Burrow's offense line is not good, so he's going to get pressured a lot. How many times have we seen Joe Burrow, middle of the pocket opens up, and he's got nothing, so he's just going to take off and scramble for a big chunk. Uh, I think that's what you're going to see here. But I think when you look at the way, because we always get wrapped up in like offenses and wide receivers and quarterbacks, we forget that they are playing against 11 guys right on the other side, Mm -hmm. which is this defense. And when you look at both defenses, you realize that I think this sets up pretty nicely for both quarterbacks to have a relatively good day. Look at the Rams, for example. I think most would consider them the better defense, right? Just off the top of their head. Just be like, who do you think is defense? Better uh, defense is better, Rams or Bengals? And I think initially, nine out of ten, eight out of ten people would say the Rams. 
But if you look at this, they're 29th in air yards allowed per game at 150.3. They are 153.8 yards after catch allowed per game is 31st in the National Football League. And in those two categories, the Cincinnati Bengals themselves rank 32nd and 25th. Right, And those are just two categories, but to me, it's just, look, if I know that these two secondaries are relatively poor in terms of giving up big plays downfield and giving up yards after catch on some of these quick passes, and you, by the way, have two of the best wide receivers in the National Football League right now in terms of short passing and yards after catch and Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. like it just it seems that that would be part of the game plan, and it seems like this would lend itself to being... I don't know if it's a higher scoring game, but I think it does lend itself to two quarterbacks who are showing an aggressiveness on first down and aggressiveness overall to have some relatively big games. Yeah, I think that's right. You're never sure if it's going to translate into points where it's going to be a game that gets into the 50s or 60s. Right now, the sharp money is under uh, the total on this game. Randy McKay said he wants to bet under the total. He thinks 49. I talked to the two bookmakers last week who still think this total is getting up to 50. At some point next weekend, because the public's going to want to play this over, part so of that me, total could go back from forty-eight and a half to fifty. Part of me wants to bet over forty-eight and a half because we keep talking to bookmakers who say it's going to get to fifty and a mm-hmm. half, right? And you just want to just sit on there and bet over forty-eight and a half. It closes fifty and a half. You get something good in terms of closing line value. It also there's like so there's that index prop, right? And remember that the year with the Chiefs and the 49ers, there was that total that moved about five points. And it fit nicely with that index prop of where there's a score, a score going to land. It was like 50 to 56 or whatever it was. And that was about four or four or five to one. And ended up playing that and hitting it. You can get, uh, I think, uh, I'll have to double check the index prop here, but you can get this small little total that we're talking about here in the range of like four to one, five to one in terms of total points scored in this game on that index prop. It's not the biggest you know, move in the world. So it's, I don't know if I'm going to add it to my card, but it's another thing to look at with some of those props that are available. You can score. You, you can bet the Rams to score exactly three points like they did in the right, Super right. Bowl. Uh, here uh, we go. So total points scored Super Bowl 56. 46 to 50 is 9 to 2 mm-hmm. over at the Westgate Super Bowl. So, again, that would fall in that realm of the 48 and a half to 50. Again, not the biggest window, not like the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Where that was like a five-point move on the total. Right. And you got right. that perfectly set up. Instead of trying to hunt for the middle, right, if you got in early on the total, you could have just bet it at like 6 to 1 during that Super Bowl, but. The Rams have scored exactly three points on the Westgate uh, Super Bowl prop index, 80 to 1 odds. Yep. I think you could probably find higher odds than that out there somewhere, but that's what the Rams scored in their last Super Bowl appearance against the uh, Patriots. Yes. And also, I mean, that's also part of a bigger conversation. A lot of the times, too, with some of these long shots, especially in a, uh, a publicly driven market like this, you're never really getting the odds that you really should. Right. right, like on some of right. these big long shots that you're trying to hunt out there for uh, if you're out and uh, shopping around. But, all right, we have a lot to get to. We haven't even touched on what I think are the stars of this game from a player prop perspective. Uh, some of the numbers for Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase in terms of the receiving yards, receptions, longest catch, all of these things. Let's go over those at the top of the hour because uh, they are massive, including uh, Cooper Cup, whose highest receiving total of 108 and a half. Over at the South Point is on the market, and there's actually a strong case to be made for the over. We'll talk about that in the second hour. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.